Good afternoon. Uh, this is October the 6th, 2023. This is Fred Lowry, pharmacist and doctor of natural medicine. Welcome to Health Talk. This program is intended to share knowledge and information based on my research and experience and uh, occasionally opinion. Uh, it's not intended to offer individual advice uh, and does not replace a one-on-one -on -one relationship with a qualified health care provider. Your daily choices have more to do with your health than anyone in the healthcare field, so take a proactive uh, approach to your health. I uh, ran across this, the question of, uh, well, what, what is health? And I think that uh, varies uh, probably from person to person, perhaps, but it uh, is defined as a state of complete physical, mental, spiritual, and social well-being, and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. So that would suggest uh, a lot more to just uh, not having disease, you know, in terms of uh, living your life to the fullest. So um, I, I thought about, uh, you know, in my first segments, you know, we talk about things in the news, and I wondered if I shouldn't just make it things that are not in the news, uh, Instead, because you don't hear about a lot of these things, uh, but we got we've got a couple things, not as many as last week. Uh, uh, Elon Musk apparently has started up a, uh, his Neuralink in seeking people for brain implant trials. This is the uh, brain-to-computer interface, uh, also known as transhumanism. Would Joe, you do that, Doctor Fred? Would you be a be a trial patient for that? I don't think I'm qualified. Oh, I don't. I think yeah. I think they're taking everybody. Well, they, what they want are people that uh, you know have paralysis primarily, and and so uh, the concept would be, uh, and there's all kinds of things out there, but the concept would be that they might be able to improve that person's uh, abilities in terms of of the paralysis. Uh, so there, there have been. There's another rival company uh, out there that actually uh, has uh, has worked on this before, but uh, they're they're looking to start a six-year study. Uh, they're going to uh, surgically place 64 flexible threads thinner than a human hair on a part of the brain that controls movement. Uh, would have a, a battery powered uh can be charged wirelessly so that that would be good i'd like <laughs> you can charge yourself wirelessly you know no, no sleeping there uh, so uh, and uh they're going to transmit uh brain signals uh, and they're, they're looking for for people to uh to to join that study uh the previous company was called blackrock neurotech implanted uh, its first of many of these uh, devices in 2004. Uh, in the news, apparently, um, younger people are getting Parkinson's, uh, not defined as why. Uh, Parkinson's disease has increased 50% in just the fast, uh, past five years, especially in younger people under 50. So previously, it was around 60 years old. But there seems to be a downward trend uh, among people under the age of 50. Uh, this was uh, 
published October the 4th, 2002. Uh, <clears throat> also, uh, there's a study that's finding uh, unexpected uh, vaginal bleeding after the uh, COVID jabs uh, in uh, the population. And there, that's, that's not really new, new news. That's been out for a while. So uh, I thought I, I ran across a couple of things. You know, the, the nice thing about this program, I get to talk about things that interest me. And uh, the, these are, uh, a couple of them may be on the fringe, but pretty surprising. And I'll tell you, this, this particular uh, paper was, is really above my pay grade. I don't completely understand it. But it is entitled Remote Controlled Drug Release from graphene oxide capped mesoporous silica to cancer cells by photoinduction pH jump activation. I'm going to try to unpack that. I for have you. no idea what any of that meant. Okay, the first we thing. Go, we got to go word by word. Yeah, on this so one. the first one is remote controlled release using light. Or a laser. By, by the way, this was 2014. So the concept basically is you can uh, use this device or this mechanism to deliver cancer drugs. So the this concept of the the, the COVID shot uh, and, and the way they made it uh, was kind of the technology was originally to deliver genetic material to people with cancer okay but i had not seen this about this r remote light control because i had i'd seen where uh, graphene uh, oxide could be activated with uh, uh, electromagnetic fields and laser hadn't seen anything about too much about the laser but mostly electromagnetic fields so this it's a new class of remote controlled release system that incorporates some type of photoacidic generator. Okay, so it's a so it electrically uh, changes the pH of graphene that's combined with silica to deliver drug payloads to cancer cells by photoinduction. So basically, the light hits this changes the pH, and then activates uh, the nanoparticles that are capped with graphene oxide. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it basically results in opening up these gates, if you will, to getting inside cells. Kind of mind-blowing technology, really. Yeah, I, I, I agree. <laughs> I think I think there's a lot out there that 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 we don't know. Obviously, there's more that we don't know than that we know. I've seen somewhere that, in terms of that, that we don't even fully know how like anesthesia works. We just know that it does what it does. Is that true? Well, there's there's a lot of drugs that we don't know the mechanism of how they work, um, and the, the way they propose a lot of that is really kind of um, primitive, I, I would say, in terms of the understanding of the electromechanics of the body. So, 
Now, if you think that blows your mind, when we come back, uh, I've got one that, oh boy, that's really oh mind-blowing. Is it going to make me sad? No, this one I don't think will make you sad. It's just kind of, wow, All mind-blowing. Right. We'll be back with Health Talk. I guess that's the remedy of the day, the lime and the coconut. So I uh, promised you a little mind-blowing thing here. This is uh, from um, a virologist, Luc Montagnier. He uh, did live in France. He, he died uh, last year. But he was, the, uh, he was a Nobel Prize winner uh, related to... Uh, work with in discovery of the HIV virus and uh, more recently he came into uh, prominence as uh, someone that uh, said the presence uh, an element of HIV in germ malaria in the genome of the coronavirus is highly suspect uh, and the characteristics of the virus could not have arisen naturally so uh, he he was one of the ones that earlier said uh, we have a uh, we've got a caller on the line, but said it, it was it was from a, a lab. Uh, caller, uh, you're on uh, Health Talk. Hello, Doctor Lowry. Good to talk to you again. Yeah. I, yeah. I spoke to you last week, and you said to call back this week, and uh, I'm the person that was mentioning. Uh, having Parkinson's and um, something that I fell into a little bit by doing some reading is um, photobiomodulation with uh, different wavelengths of red light. Are you familiar with this? Yeah, that's called V-Light, V-I-E-L-I-G-H-T. Uh, so it's a, it is a uh, excellent device. Um, we used to sell them. Uh, I don't, we don't have them anymore, but... Uh, I, I do think it's a good device. You can find that online, vlight.com. So uh, first time I saw that, I thought, well, you know, it's uh, a curiosity. Uh, the more I looked at it, it uh, I think it uh, does have merit. So uh, some of them can be fairly expensive, but they have uh, models that, uh, that use uh, um, LED light uh to increase mitochondrial function in the in the brain, and uh, w the the least expensive one just has a nose applicator. Uh, they do have full headsets as well, so uh, I, I think that's worthwhile. Thank you. Uh, is there anything besides that you have on your counter on your uh, at your facility that might uh, accent and give a little bit more uh, help? 
with regard to Parkinson's. You, you know, there's a lot of things, and we're going to talk a little bit about that actually on, on the, the program later today. So thank okay. you for your call. Thank you. So uh, back to Luke uh, Montagnier. Uh, so one of the things that, and, and this is uh, considered controversial, but in uh, before 2010, he was able to pick up the electronic signature of the HIV virus, and he could do that for bacteria, uh, uh, mycoplasm, and E. coli. And so uh, he basically he, he thought that to be a new property of DNA, uh, and, and it correlated with these extremely low frequencies uh, in the field. So I'll, I'm going to shortcut this a little bit. He was able to to uh, get these electronic signatures, and then he would take the, the raw components of uh, peptides or proteins and put them in a tube and broadcast this frequency to that tube, and basically it would uh, theorize that it reassembled the, the HIV, but from the frequency. So it's like the instructions to make HIV. They were able to duplicate that, and then they were able to send it via Internet to another lab where they did the same experiment and uh, created the virus from the frequencies by putting the, the protein components in a tube and broadcasting that to the tube. Mind-blowing to me. Right? Yeah, I can't even comprehend that. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, there's a lot to this. Uh, this paper was uh, published uh, December 23rd, 2010, called DNA Waves and Water. And you, you can look up this, this stuff about uh, Dr. Montagnier. Uh, he was also a proponent of uh, uh, homeopathy, which, you know, if, if you... Uh, if you if you can measure the frequency or or at least pick it up from a uh, a substance which other people have done this then that does prove uh how such a low level of uh a dilution you know in a, in a homeopathic remedy uh might uh be something that that works and has an impact on the human body so you, I see you're looking that up. We got a caller, I think. Yeah, I'm actually reading it right now. I'm trying, yeah. trying to figure out exactly what it means, but well, it's like it's, it's like I said. It's tough. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we have a caller on the line. This is Fred. Uh, you have a question? Okay. I guess we we lost that one. We got duped again. <laughs> no, that's not duped. So. Um, <clears throat> You know, I've, I've talked about uh, water, a little more, more brief thing on that. You know, water is really important. We got a call again. Try it, try it. Go ahead. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, Fred, this is William. How are you doing this afternoon? Good. How are you, sir? Um, well, that's some scary stuff you're talking about. And Elon Musk, he just needs to stick to building automobiles. <laughs> quit messing with people. Quit messing with people's brains. Uh, but anyway, um, shingles. 
my mother had it it run its course is there anything out there that you maybe have on your shelf that would help with the symptoms once they arise so you and you're talking about um the the when they start or when they um after the fact when you have pain and discomfort from them both when it starts and at, you know during the process of other than letting it run its course is there any i mean i know there's vaccines supposedly to head it off but i don't know if it necessarily works or not it may in some people and it may not in others well i, th- I think you're correct about that perhaps i i've uh, i have known people that, that got that shot that uh ended up getting shingles uh and and you if you get the shot you're not supposed to be around uh children for uh i don't know how many days after you get the shot uh correct so 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 to answer your question uh there's a couple things that may be helpful um there's uh we do have a uh there's a homeopathic series of herpes zoster which is uh, a, a uh, sequential different uh, dilution homeopathic remedy that you can take. Uh, some people take that initially, as, you know, if they if they're starting to get shingles or if 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 it's not going away. Uh, the the typical uh, treatment a lot of times is uh, acyclovir, which is a prescription antiviral. So so that's okay. an option if you go to the doctor. Uh, you know with Interestingly enough, uh, homeopathic rust tox, uh, it, which is homeopathic poison ivy, uh, yep. sometimes is helpful for that. CBD oil is helpful for that. Um, we have a, uh, a skin cream that we make that, that, that may be helpful for the, the skin discomfort. So uh, those, those are all things that, that could be used uh, to treat that. Well, fortunately, she's better now. She's all um, gotten over it and everything. And the only thing that I used was uh, Callahan lotion, like for, you know, poison ivy or, or poison oak. Um, over the years, poison ivy, I can roll around in poison ivy. It doesn't bother me. But poison oak will jump on me from time to time. And I use Callahan lotion to help with that. It just, um, But there's really, I just didn't know if there was anything out there because well, I'm not ready to <coughs> jump out there shot because right. i just don't know if it'll work or not well you know so depending on the case you know some of it is uh can be mild and some of it can be absolutely debilitating for people so yeah so, yeah so those Thanks, are uh, right. i appreciate it I'll get back to your show and i hope you have a good weekend fred take thank, care thank you sir so uh i had uh, reported uh last week about about water and um so the the uh, oh we're down to one minute okay I'll make this quick so uh, one of the problems that, that happens with uh, water sanitation when you put the chlorine in there it it uh, mixes with uh, decaying vegetation or other things and this makes the trihalomethanes which is uh, the cancer uh, causing uh, part so you know you, you really have to get really good quality water. Uh, to consume, you know, you don't want to uh, auto-toxify yourself. We know fluoride's not good for you for many reasons. We've talked about that. Coming up on a break, this is Health Talk. We'll be back.
Welcome back. So I'm going to skip over the water thing for right now. I, I, I want to get through some other material here. If we have time, we'll come back to that. So I, I ran across this, uh, this medication, and I, I'm not endorsing it by any means, but it was a, a product uh, using a, uh, something called phosphatidylcholine. It's a, a type of fat. To clear out plaque and uh, and other things, and um, so it was it was used uh, in, in treating in some cases uh, post COVID type uh, things. Uh, you know, I, I guess I have to say that these statements have not been evaluated by the FDA, but uh, it, at any rate, um, so. Uh, the, you know, the, this product, phosphatidylcholine, is a, uh, helps support brain health and, and liver function and cholesterol levels. And uh, it's been used to uh, increase the neurotransmitter acetylcholine, which is associated with some uh, brain disorders. Uh, so using this uh, phosphatidylcholine and B12 had a positive impact on the brain and uh, it directly relates to uh, Alzheimer's as well. It's been used for, uh, to treat uh, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. It's really great for the brain. Helps reduce uh, lipids <coughs> or, or fats that uh, contribute to that. Uh, it, it can... Uh, help uh, protect against other medication side effects, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories like ibuprofen, those type of things that could cause severe uh, GI side effects. Uh, it, it has shown that uh, basically those may disrupt this phospholipid layer of the gastrointestinal tract and cause that injury. So uh, it also helps break down fats in the body, uh, may help uh, uh, dissolve gallstones uh, so a lot of a lot of interesting stuff there uh, the so th these type of fats a lot of people are looking at fish oil that type of thing um, so fish oil in general doesn't have these type of phospholipids but uh, krill oil uh, does so and, and it's been shown to improve the, this uh, product has shown to improve uh, HDL <coughs> um, and uh, it, and helps with the the brain. Uh, it's it important for uh, brain development, <coughs> learning, and memory. Uh, this is of course good, uh, true for adults and, and children as well. Uh, it also uh, may help in the glucose transport uh, system of the brain so uh, you know the, the brain actually runs on sugar glucose and, and, and it becomes important uh, so uh, Alzheimer's patients apparently have a lowered ability to, to uh, process this glucose so you know one of the things that uh, th that we know about these phospholipids is that they're important for every cell of the body. Um, you know, it, every cell has 
incorporated into it if, if there's enough material. These phospholipids, uh, phosphatidylcholine uh, is an example. Important, very important for cell membranes. And the reason for that is that's how the system works. The quality uh, of that cell membrane uh, has to do completely with the whole function of how that, that cell works. So uh, the, um, the liver, of course, basically processes uh, you know, things from the blood, toxins. It also makes enzymes. Uh, it uh, helps recycle red blood cells. Uh, imp imp uh, produces important hormones. Uh, converts sugar into glycogen for storage. So, you know, th th this phosphatidyl product uh, becomes, you know, when you start looking at it, it it's, it's really a, a great thing for, for health. Uh, and the most absorbable uh, of these uh, phosphatidyl products is a called a polyenol phosphatidyl product. And uh, we, we do have this uh, by life extension called Hepatic Pro. It's, it's been primarily um, used, um, you know, for people with, with liver disorders. So, uh, you know, one of the things I would tell you, too, uh, one of the questions comes up, uh, are, are eggs good for you? And the answer to that is, is yes. Uh, you know, there was a faulty premise that eating too many uh, egg yolks would drive your cholesterol up and, uh, you know, cause plaque in your arteries. Uh, I think that probably falls under misinformation, true inf misinformation. Uh, so, you know, basically your body makes cholesterol to uh, satisfy a particular need. And if your your diet goes up in cholesterol, your body doesn't have to make as much. That's not true with everybody. There are some genetic uh, disorders in terms of making too much cholesterol. But eggs uh, don't um, are not problematic for the LDL cholesterol. Uh, and LDL cholesterol is broken down into subtypes. Uh, one's considered a problem, the small dense particles, and then there's large fluffy particles and you know, apparently eggs uh, the components of eggs help convert to a better form of, of cholesterol so uh, there, there are a lot of phospholipids that we're talking about in uh, in eggs they also have a lot of vitamins uh, a b vitamins uh, minerals uh, so it's a really good source of choline, and choline is helpful for building uh, cell walls like the, this other product. It also helps with uh, something called homocysteine in your blood. Homocysteine is a uh, risk factor for cardiovascular kind of issues. So, so uh, keep eggs uh, on your program, I would say. Now... You know, when we talk about um, brain-related uh, issues, um, particularly in aging adults, there are drugs that you want to avoid. So there's a, a number of uh, common brain-slowing drugs. They're called anticholinergic drugs. So you know, the phosphatidylcholine uh, is part of that. Uh, so 
these type of drugs basically slow things down in the body, and um, they 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 block the acetylcholine, which is a brain neurotransmitter. And when they do that, you you get uh, you get a little bit drowsy. So uh, you know the Alzheimer's drugs that are out there basically have the opposite effect of that. They help uh, they have uh, help uh, increase acetylcholine by blocking the enzyme that that breaks it down. So uh, you know one of the things that happens with uh, when you block uh, acetylcholine. Uh, it affects the eyes, the mouth, the bowels, uh, so dry eyes, dry mouth, constipation. Uh, so many of these drugs, uh, uh, the sedating uh, antihistamines like Benadryl, <clears throat> diphenhydramine, uh, there are antihistamines that don't cause uh, drowsiness, and those would probably be the ones that you would want to pick if you're taking those. Uh, any of the PM versions of the over-the-counter medications, uh, they have uh, probably have anticholinergic drugs in them. Uh, drugs for overactive bladder, uh, oxybutyn or the uh, tolerodine. Uh, medications for motion sickness like antivert, meclizine, uh, anti other antihistamines. Hydroxyzine uh, would included in that some some antidepressants, a muscle relaxer known as cyclobenzaprine, and uh, so so these are all medications uh, to to consider. You know, make sure you're not taking those. <clears throat> so one of the things that that I I learned about some time ago uh, related to using these uh, phosphatidyl Type products was that they really are important for the brain, and so uh, uh, one of my mentors, uh, you know, taught me in working with people with uh, adrenal dysfunction. You know, your adrenals are your stress hormone system, and uh, in the evening uh, you should have low cortisol, and you be able to lay down and go to sleep, and and not have your mind turned on. And so people that have maladapted to with cortisol either have high cortisol in the evening or they wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and that's when the cortisol comes online. And they're, it's just like they're wide awake. They're, you know, they're thinking about things. So the, the uh, solution for that, and it's been done time and time again, was to take a phospholipid-type product about... Uh, six or seven in the evening and it, it, it basically started cooling down this nighttime cortisol that made people so that they couldn't uh, stay asleep and sleep all night if, if your cortisol is high you're, you're not getting uh, a good restful sleep so uh, you start taking taking this product and the explanation that they had for that was that the this phospholipids reincorporated uh, into the the tissue of the brain of the hypothalamus that controls this high, this uh, this information flow and when to make cortisol and when not, and basically resensitizes the brain to the feedback that the body has. So that is uh, so it it, it kind of uses that to cool down that very important nutrient. Uh, 
might be worth some people uh, looking into that. We'll be back with Health Talk. All right, welcome back. Uh, Lowry Drug on Hartness Road was established in 1959. We're a traditional family pharmacy with a state-of-the-art compounding laboratory. We have a full line of medical equipment and supplies, including CPAP, scooters, oxygens. We also have a full line of supplements, nutritional herbs, essential oils, homeopathics, and more. Come see us. I thought I'd start talk about some uh, concepts in health. Uh, this is supposed to be a quote from Albert Einstein. Uh, you cannot solve the problem with the same thinking that created the problem. Uh, you, you never know if, uh, when you see these if they actually said them, but it does sound smart to me. So, um, And I think that we can connect with that. You, know, if you, you, you have to maybe start looking at things in a different way. Uh, you know, when something's not working, you've got to try something different. Uh, it reminds me of uh, tax law. You ever heard of tax law, Joe? No. I don't think so. I guess not. So basically, if you're sitting on a tax, it takes a lot of aspirin to feel good. So the appropriate uh, treatment for tax sitting is tax removal. Pretty simple, right? That is. It's uh, wise. Yeah, second tax law says if you're uh, sitting on two tax. Removing one does not result in a 50% improvement. Uh, chronic illness is multifactorial and it may require attention to uh, more than one aspect in order to achieve results. That makes a lot of sense. It does, doesn't it? So uh, the first principle of, of health and healing is that the body is designed to heal. You know, we, we, we have that capability as long as things are in place for that to happen. Uh, the second principle would be that we are individuals, uh, biochemically unique. That sounds a, a little like a cliche, but uh, we all have, while we all have basically some of the same mechanisms and look more or less alike, you know, we, uh, you know, we, we are different biochemically because of the things we've been exposed to, which includes toxins and everything that's happened to us in our life. Uh, the third principle is that we want to identify the source of the problem. So if there's you know, toxins coming in, you want to minimize that as much as possible. A great example of that is your water, uh, the foods you eat, uh, all of that. You know, so you, you have to stop uh, putting things in your body that are going to be uh, harmful to you. And, of course, try to... You know, work with someone to help eliminate the things that maybe are already there. Uh, the fourth principle is to create a healthy environment. So you want to normalize <coughs> the environment that you're in as much as possible. And then uh, the last principle would be to maintain that health. Got a little tickle in my throat here. Yeah, I think it was contagious there during the break. We were both uh, breathing something in. <coughs> Yeah, it's this old building, I think. I think you need to yell at Justin a little bit for that. <coughs> I don't think he created that. <laughs> Pardon me. So, um, some of my concepts <coughs> would be is that, <coughs> is 
it's really the individual that's the issue, not necessarily the disease. Because when you put disease in a box, then you have X, Y, Z to treat that, the things in that box. Also, the individual is constantly changing. You know, it, it, and that's true, can be true from moment to moment based on what you're experiencing. <clears throat> so the plan that you have might need to change too because as soon as you do one thing and improve your position, then now you're in a different spot. So let's just say you get rid of one kind of toxin or let's just say you just basically improve your diet and you stop eating all the junk. Well, as soon as you do that, everything changes. Um, so there's there can be layers to these problems. And so you have to address them, uh, you know, one at a time, depending on foundation. So what that means is you, you have to have foundation to improve, basic, basic foundations, hydration, improving your diet, maybe some exercise, uh, normalizing bowel function and I'm I'm shortcutting a lot of this but the you know the concepts are still there so you know basically you know you're you want to improve terrain and your your body terrain is you know, can be uh, internal environment uh, but there's also uh, external environment so um, the external terrain environment could be uh, you know, temperature, environment, what you hear, what you see on television, what you smell, what you touch, what you feel. <coughs> Here's that cough again. Pardon me. Uh, so that that's external, you know, the people that are around you. And then you have your internal terrain, your, you know, your skin, your hydration, your, uh, your bowel function, organ function, hormones, you know, all of that that thing so uh, the the mental emotional aspect of your terrain is what you think how you think what you say how you feel uh, all of that so there is a mind-body connection <coughs> too much it, it, it's uh it's got to be the building well you know old buildings especially with flat roofs uh do leak mm. so could be a problem yeah well you know i think this building's been here since 49 and it may just meet me i'm just overly sensitive i guess but so um so paying attention to a, a lot of these uh these factors <coughs> there was uh a, a book, The Mind-Body Connection, by John Sarno, M.D., and uh, talked about conflicts that rage in the unconscious creates feelings that cannot be tolerated and must be repressed. So uh, unresolved uh, personal conflicts. You know, it's very disruptive. Uh, unconscious emotional phenomena necessitates physical symptoms so basically that's saying that you're you know sometimes the physical symptoms start on the uh, spiritual mental emotional plane 
and actually uh, manifest physically. That's pretty easy. I mean, if you get angry, your face might get red, your blood pressure goes up, you know, your adrenaline goes up, all those things. So uh, symptoms actually divert attention to avoid the aware- awareness of or the confrontation of the unconscious repressed feelings. So, you know, when you when you have symptoms, it's a distraction from the, maybe the thing that, really bothering you uh kind of interesting on on that that book aspect so um another book uh <clears throat> power versus force uh i don't remember the doctor that wrote that we talked about the the uh the concept of power and force and uh being above the line or below the line so uh the, in terms of uh consciousness the lowest form of energy is shame, and I'm going to go up the line. Uh, shame, guilt, apathy, grief, fear, desire, anger, pride. And then, so those are all about uh, force. Courage is in, in the middle, which is uh, affirmation from an energy standpoint. So, so the things below the line would be... Uh, Pride, anger, desire, fear, grief, apathy, guilt, and shame. Above the line on the highest uh, level is peace, followed by joy, love, reason, acceptance, willingness, and neutrality. So some people, you know, in in terms of uh, making change in their life, you know, if they're, you know, if they have uh, lower energy forms, you know, having anger is, is can be a, a good thing. It's, it's much better than uh, grief, apathy, uh, guilt, and shame, and, and it may be a way of moving moving up the line for some people. So just it's just things to think about in terms of uh, you know resolution of your health because uh, that's not it's not all about uh, products. Uh, you know because there there are many things that. Uh, that impact our our uh, our health. So uh, having intent uh, to to have some personal healing, uh, uh, be willing to change the way you think, be uh, open uh, to facing uh, maybe some issues, uh, knowing that you can change uh, external environments, uh, that you can make improvements, and that that you'll be okay and and be at peace hopefully. So, and I think uh, it, it might might go back a little bit to my original thing about what is health is a state of complete physical, mental, spiritual, social well-being and not merely the absence of disease uh, and infirmity. Things to think about, things to improve. Full circle there. Yeah. Full circle. Yeah. Come see us at Lowry Drug. I thank you for listening to us uh, on Health Talk. I appreciate uh, your interest and your desire to be healthy. Take care of yourself and come see us.